1: Welcome back. We are on the second of our two podcasts on heat exhaustion, heat-related illnesses, and heat stroke. And we're talking today with Danielle Centeno, who is the Assistant Vice President of Loss Prevention at the American P&I Club. So she is a marin- mariner, a third mate, lieutenant commander in the Naval Reserves. And we talked in our first episode about, we'll just go through these very quickly, we'll recap them, about the dangers of sunburn and the long-term effects of skin cancer, heat cramps, painful from exercising or sweating too much, and how to prevent it by hydration and electrolytes and limiting exposure to working during the cooler times of the day. One of the things that's interesting about the difference between those precursors to heat exhaustion and heat stroke is that you can move very fast through those episodes into heat exhaustion, which is so different. And Danielle, talk about heat exhaustion. What it looks like?
2: Exactly, Linda. Heat exhaustion is going to be your first precursor to something very serious. Um, you're gonna you're gonna see a heavy sweating, cold and clammy skin. Uh, your patient is gonna look weak. Um, and if you're experiencing heat exhaustion yourself, you may experience a headache, excessive thirst, nausea, maybe vomiting, dizziness, confusion. Um, it, it's very serious, and um, and actually, it's not that uncommon. In fact, I, I believe
1: you have a story yourself, Linda. I do. I do. You, you don't have to be on. I have two, actually. Um, one was simply working in the yard and on a very, very hot day, and... I was very hot and I was in cool light clothing, wore a hat, you know, glasses, all the things that are preventive, but it was just too hot and I was sweating faster than I could replenish fluids and all of a sudden I ended up with the shaky legs and the excessive thirst. I got very nauseous and very dizzy. One of the things that you notice the most is confusion, confused thoughts and cold, clammy skin. When you start to get chills, you know you've gone too far. And what I did was go inside and stand in a tepid shower, um, just like we would put a small child in a tepid water bathtub to cool them down. Um, The second one is that I grew up sailing on the Chesapeake. And when your body cools, you're best off, if it is excessively hot, to be in air conditioning. But if you're not, often people will sit in front of a fan well the wind acts just like the fan when you're out and so that can cool your body and you really don't realize how quickly you are losing fluids and electrolytes so those are my two personal non well, semi-non-maritime stories but i do have a friend who's in the naval reserve and he was not in any high-risk group fantastic shape Uh, 31 years old and was working on deck and kept going because he's tough. He's in great shape. He can, you know, bench press this, that, and the other thing. And all of a sudden he said, I went down. I had, he said, next thing I knew I woke up, I'm covered in this white frostiness and they've got all my clothes off me and I've got ice packs everywhere. So his body core temperature, I mean, he just went down. And he, that
2: sounds like heat stroke. It,
1: yeah. Yeah, it is. And he was you know taken off the ship and it was dangerous because it went so quickly and I think that's the thing we're trying to impress. You know how we tell people get out of a burning house? Well, when you start to feel this way, you need to pay attention to those things because you can go from Absolutely. heat exhaustion right to heat stroke so fast. and it's not
2: and I like the fact that you mentioned it that he was a younger fellow because mm-hmm. we've heard instances of the elderly sitting in right. front of a flan ex- exhausting right. their heat mecha- uh their cooling mechanisms mm-hmm. however even if you're young and healthy you're still at risk and uh, and if you're going down then you really have passed through the stages of heat stroke of heat exhaustion already, and right. you're entering the symptoms of heat stroke. So that altered mental state, slurred speech, maybe even seizures or just unconsciousness, uh, you know, that means that you're, you're experiencing or about to experience heat stroke.
1: Exactly, which can be a very sil- serious thing. So you and I were talking before we um, came on the air about when the body core temperature rises too high. And we kind of joked, okay, how do you know when your body temperature is over 104 Fahrenheit or 40 Celsius? Right, and yeah,
2: 104 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, according to the Mayo Clinic, mm-hmm. uh, this temperature needs to be
1: obtained with a the rectal thermometer. Which I'm sure you're just carrying in your back pocket, right? Oh, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> everybody on board a vessel wants that to happen to them. Uh Yikes! <laughs> yes, it is yikes. But I mean, that just tells you how fast it goes, and how you you do want to avoid that if you can possibly do that. So don't forget that the symptoms accumulate quickly. So Absolutely. your skin goes I don't from
2: know what's worse, the hundred and four degrees, or or the rectal thermometer. <laughs> yes, I don't yes. know which is worse, Linda.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm tending to think that um, the altered mental state would be worse, but it, it's really, really scary. So notice other people, though, becoming maybe slurring their words or um, heat cramps or somebody who has to sit down a lot and may not be recognizing or, or everybody else is working. So they feel like they need to work as well and they feel pretty good until they don't. And that's what happened to this friend of mine is that he was just thinking he'd just push it on through. He was just a little hot.
2: Wow. So what are, what are some of the preventative, um, sorry, what are some of the reactive uh, measures if we do experience somebody with who maybe be appear to be suffering from heat stroke on board?
1: I guess I would always tell them to seek medical assistance. What would you do?
2: Absolutely. So that's the first thing you're going to want to do is seek medical assistance for that person immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to remove them from the hot environment. Get Mm -hmm. them in the air conditioning. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can, get them inside. Uh, Remove the excess clothing. And Mm -hmm. like you said before in your story, uh, immersing in a cool shower Mm -hmm. um, or cool water and then – Placing ice packs in
1: uh, on the heat points. Exactly. And that's what he said. He said he woke up with ice packs around his neck, his groin, his under uh, underarms, you know, everywhere where you could cool the core body temperature down quickly. He said it was a little um, embarrassing because he went from being really strong to being boom on the ground on his back, but he had quick attention. And so that's really very, very helpful, so be aware of your fellow crew members or friends if you 're out with other people, because everybody reacts to extreme heat differently and absolutely well, and just one thing on the um, on the elderly if we if we are going to talk on those who are over and i don 't personally think sixty five is elderly these days, but let 's call it that um, you will see confusion you will see almost dementia like symptoms they there's just really confusing they don't know where they quite are or they're just repeating themselves and so that can happen to anyone when they're too dehydrated because the brain needs fluid and it's going to draw water from everywhere else to cool you so it's going to draw all that water out to your skin that's your largest organ
2: yeah, and that's going to be that frostiness that you see also, because at that point, your perspiration is going to be exhausted. Mm-hmm. So you'll see just the remnants. Uh, you won't have that cold, clammy skin. Instead, it'll be hot and dry.
1: No, but if you also have chronic illness, it's really important to be aware. So heart and lung disease, um, really anything, diabetes, any, any sort of chronic condition. Um, but be very aware that you can't strain your body overly. Absolutely. So let's say it does happen. Your recovery can be pretty extreme.
2: It's going to be at least one or two days in the hospital. Um, but complete recovery from, from a heat stroke might take several months. Um, I like to use the term internal thermometer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, following some sort of incident with heat stroke or heat exhaustion, you're damaging or even breaking your internal thermometer. So your body is going to react differently when it's in the heat. It's not going to uh, be so tolerant anymore of, of hot temperatures. So that's something that needs to be, um, that we should be aware of is that One incident can cause, uh, you know, a sensitivity, right, right, a a heat sensitivity and uh, and long term recovery,
1: which is really why prevention is so important. So let's go over those. You hydrate often and drink before you're thirsty. Replace your salts and fluids with sports drinks. And do you want to talk about the sugary or caffeinated drinks? Yeah, we want to stay
2: away from those sugary and caffeinated <laughs> drinks um, that I love so much. Oh, dear. Especially coffee and Red Bull. Okay. Uh, but yes, as you said in our earlier podcast, it is a diuretic um, and it doesn't really uh, help with the.
1: Does the- it replenish? Does it replenish? Right. And then also, check your urine that you are. Um, that it is clear and not dark yellow or you know when you start to smell ammonia smell and things like that very important so limit your exposure protective clothing but keep drinking and water is still the best thing unless you have lost a lot of salts and electrolytes in which case you're going to know that from these other symptoms that can occur so heat stroke Much more serious than sunburn or heat cramps and even heat exhaustion. But if you get to the heat exhaustion stage, pay attention.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Heat exhaustion is the precursor. And it's not just getting too hot. It's, you know, it's the risk is not greater than the reward. Uh, Mm -hmm. You want to cool your body off immediately.
1: Absolutely right. So people can find out more information about this at the website. Do you want to give that out, please? Sure. That's
2: dot uh, com, and go to the loss prevention section.
1: Perfect. And did we miss anything that you'd like to add to this heat-related illness series that we've just done?
2: Um, no, I think that'll be – I think that's it. You know, okay. uh, it's uh, – Let's just stress that you know it's not just getting too hot. It, there's really serious um, really serious repercussions and suffering from from heat stroke or or uh, heat even heat exhaustion.
1: And uh, I also think we should add situational awareness. so look at your fellow mariners, um, anybody around you, other fellow seafarers, your friends, your family, if you're in a hot climate. Um, and remember that it takes time to acclimate before you really can manage in some of these extreme conditions. So thank you for sharing all your wisdom today. That's very helpful. And I know that I never want to get heat exhaustion again, and I'm definitely going to avoid heat stroke. Please do, Linda. I'd
2: like to keep you around for some more podcasts. Yay. (laughs) That sounds great
1: to me. Thank you so much. Go to American-Club.com, loss prevention section, to find out more information. And thank you for talking with us, Danielle Centeno. Thanks, Linda.
0: Thank you for tuning in today to Military Network Radio. You can find our show at our website, www.toginet.com forward slash Military Network Radio. Also, www.MilitaryNetworkRadio.com and in iTunes under Military Network Radio. Join us next week when we bring you another program to enhance your outlook and future. Thank you for joining us.